Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Ari. Thank you, Thea. Thank you, Shirley. And thank you... This one's the best. Chicken nipples. Yep, I said chicken nipples. Thank you, chicken nipples. Without y'all, I couldn't have made this episode. And I'm going to thank all of you after the show. Wow, my voice is still on holiday. (laughs) We're still recuperating from the holiday. It was very uh, exciting. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Worth the Risk, Part 22. Pictures. Natalie dropped her bag onto the chair and waved at Noah, their youngest developer. He had just put down a mug of coffee on his desk at the other end of the room. Goedemorgen, she said to Melissa, one of the designers, before pushing the power button on her computer. Natalie looked down at the mess on her desk. She had left in such a hurry yesterday. She'd have to get rid of the candy bar wrappers and put the accounting binder back in the drawer. The computer bleeped and asked for her login credentials. She bent down to type. Her cell phone buzzed just as she hit enter. She connected the device to its charger before opening the new message. It was from Raven. Natalie smiled even before she had read the message. She lowered herself onto the chair, grinning as she thought of Raven in her bed. Did you get to work safely? The text said. Natalie nodded. I did. Are you enjoying the bed? Not too lonely? She sent back with a wink. Her thumb hovered over the screen as she waited for the status of the message to change from delivered to read. It didn't straight away. It seemed Raven had closed the conversation. Natalie pouted and looked up at her computer. It was still loading. She rechecked the phone and saw that nothing had changed. Natalie impatiently tapped to open her conversation with Kim. They had been texting back and forth since Natalie had left for work. Natalie had told Kim all about the mind-blowing night she had spent with Raven. Kim, of course, had wanted so many details that Natalie had told her to get a check on her perf side. It had felt so good to be openly over the moon, though. Kim had not asked any complicated questions. She had sighed and swooned along with Natalie. She was great that way. All of this still hadn't stopped Natalie from worrying about some things while on her way to work. Raven clearly had wanted to avoid talking about what all of this meant. Maybe Natalie shouldn't have brought it up so soon. She just wanted to know what to expect. Was this a one-week thing for Raven? Or was it more serious than that? And if so, how would that work? A notification came in and Natalie quickly swiped back to the conversation with Raven. She was surprised to see that a picture was loading. Reception wasn't great here. (sighs) Oh, shit. Natalie gasped after the image appeared. Raven was lying on her back in bed, smiling seductively, 
her hand barely covering her nipple. Natalie glanced up to make sure that her co-workers were keeping their distance. She looked at the picture again before she typed a reply. Damn, you're so sexy. I am coming home ASAP. She put away her phone with the screen down and checked the computer's progress. It had finally booted up fully. Natalie opened her email client and the HR software. She needed to file her request for some days off first. She would have to approve it with Bart's credentials. She did this all the time, and he didn't mind. Another message came in. She scanned the room. Everyone was at a safe distance, so she turned around her phone. Natalie licked her lips while reading what Raven had sent. I am waiting for you. Hurry. Another picture popped up below. Raven had pulled down the sheets so Natalie could see her bare stomach and a hand that was covering what was below. Natalie cleared her throat. I am jealous of that hand, she sent back. The three dots popped up on the screen as Raven was typing, and a new message followed within seconds. I wish it was your hand, it said. Fuck, Natalie said and looked up at her computer. I need to get out of here. The inbox had loaded, but she was no longer interested in her messages. She moved the mouse to the HR software and started the process of requesting time off. Her phone chimed again. She checked the incoming message. Now that I'm thinking about you, it's really hard to wait. Raven had sent. Natalie whimpered softly and put the phone back down. She quickly added the proper codes to the request. Her mind was with Raven and all the things she might be doing, though. Natalie clicked the submit button and logged out of the software. Another message came in before she could log back in with Bart's credentials. She glanced down at it. I'm so wet. Natalie groaned and tightened her grip on the computer mouse. Her hands were trembling as she entered Bart's password. She waited for it to load impatiently. <clears throat> she yelped when Bart's gruff voice suddenly sounded from behind her. Hey, Natalie, can I give you Natalie spun around and came face to face with her boss, Bart. Bart! She gasped, shocked. His cheeks looked scruffy from not having shaved for several days. There were dark circles under his eyes. Bart nodded slowly and pointed at the open door behind him. Abtieva? Natalie! Natalie squeaked, covering the screen of her phone as casually as she could. Bart frowned questioningly and then turned around to walk back into his office. Natalie got to her feet, blushing profusely. Natalie said under her breath as she hurried out of the office building. Bart had caught her by surprise so completely and in so many ways that she felt her head was going to explode. She just had to get away from him long enough to catch her breath. His first question after she had stepped into his office had been about Raven. He was surprised that she wasn't in the office, he had said. Natalie's jaw had dropped. 
Bart had been missing in action for days. He had canceled all his meetings with Raven without giving any decent explanation. Now he expected Raven to just show up here? Before she could say anything, her shock made way for panic, though. Bart had asked her if she knew where Raven was, and she had had to lie to his face. For this, she had not been prepared. She guessed she should have been, but she still had found herself stumbling over her words as she tried to answer Bart's questions. The truth was that she had done a lousy job improvising. She had told Bart she hadn't seen or heard from Raven since yesterday morning. She had already repeated that lie twice before remembering that she had told co-workers she needed to leave early to help out Raven yesterday afternoon. In other words, not only had she lied, but it would also be easy for Bart to find out that she had lied. He was already disgruntled today. He would be furious if he found out. Because Bart desperately wanted to get in touch with Raven all of a sudden. He hadn't told her why at first, but he had insisted Natalie get Raven on the line immediately. In a spur-of-the-moment idea, Natalie had convinced Bart to give her his phone for the call, saying that she was almost out of battery herself. With shaking hands, Natalie had formed Raven's number. Her mind had raced to find ways to warn Raven if she did pick up the phone. Much to her relief, Raven had ignored the call from Bart just as Natalie expected she would. Still, beads of sweat had rolled down her back as she handed the phone back to Bart. Much to her surprise, he had then asked her to call the hotel. Natalie had had no problem doing that, even though she thought it was rude. She knew Raven wasn't at the hotel after all. She took the phone back and called. The receptionist had put her through to the room and Natalie had patiently waited for the phone to ring at least 20 times before hanging up. At this point, Bart had been as stressed as she had ever seen him. He had paced around the room, mumbling to himself. Finally, he had looked at her and told her what was happening. That's when Natalie had found out how big of a mess she was really in. And she had no idea how to get out of it. She had hoped going outside would help clear her mind, but it was just as suffocating outside as it had been inside. Natalie blew out a frustrated breath. What the fuck am I going to do? She debated calling Kim, but it would take such a long time to explain everything to her. Maybe it would be better to call Raven. They could come up with a plan together. Telling Raven everything would be a huge betrayal to Bart, though. Natalie knew that. It would endanger her job immediately. Sure, she wanted to quit anyway. But she didn't want to be thrown out. Getting fired was bad, but she would have some time to find a new job and her reputation would be mostly intact. Being kicked out because of a breach of trust was much worse. She would have to leave straight away with no pay until she found a new job. Her reputation as a personal assistant most likely would be in ruins. Word got around, after all. Her parents would be livid. She would never hear the end of it. They would surely insist she try to find a more secure job at a school somewhere. Fuck, Natalie thought again. I don't want to deal with this. She pursed her lips as she looked out over the water. 
Several canoes were making their way down the canal toward the most historic part of the city. After staring at the tourists for a few more minutes, Natalie slowly came to grips with her situation. She would have to take a significant risk no matter what. There was no way around it. She had to risk losing Raven, whom she had only just met but was head over heels in love with, or risk losing her job with very little chance at finding a new one she liked anytime soon. Natalie nodded reluctantly as she made up her mind. She turned around to head back inside. She just hoped all of this would be worth it in the end. This was part 22 of Worth the Risk. And I want to thank everyone who has contributed to the creation of this podcast by supporting me financially. First of all, if you don't hear your name and you support me through the website, um, I don't list your name automatically because I want to respect your privacy. So if you do want to be thanked out loud by me, which I'd love to do, then just let me know in a message. All right, let's get started. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you, Antonia. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Nairi. Thank you, Serena, Maya, and Trinda. Thank you, Melinda, Bella, Sabriel, Jay. Charlie is a good boy. Thank you, Marina, Bruna, Bob, Lori, and Ricky. Super merci, Heidi, Elle, Kat, Patrick, Sven, and Valerie. Thank you so much, Kat, Melissa, Miranda, Bree, Matias, and Emily. Thank you, The Dash, Ariana, Michaela, Charlotte, Marie-Hélène, Patricia, and Annie. Thank you, Macy, Amber, and Delisa. You know what I'm going to say. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right. That's it for this first episode after my uh, vacation to France. It was a very exciting trip. We did some cool hiking and a long canoeing trip that involved us being pushed into rocks and ending up in the water. And ah, it was just what I needed. <laughs> so thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. And I will see you again for the next episode in two weeks. Bye. Treat yourself to all the stories as they are meant to be experienced, intense, immersive, and with all the bells and whistles. The Bells and Whistles Theater is a unique, intimate, and immersive experience for 100 fans of the lesbian romantic. Be the first to know, read, or listen, 
As a theater member, you'll enjoy new releases weeks or even months before anyone else does. Go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash lesbianromantic to check if there's a seat available today. I want to welcome everyone personally, so these seats are rolling out slowly until they are fully booked and then the theater is sold out. So make sure if you want to join, you don't miss out and go check if there's a seat available today. Patreon.com slash lesbianromantic.com